Welcome to the Finances Podcast, a podcast dedicated to real life practical advice on how to improve your relationship with money. I'm your host, Dr. Darla Bishop, your big sis who's going to guide you through this process. This is a special mini series introducing you to the topic covered in my next book, How to Afford Everything. The book comes out on December 12th, 2023, so make sure you mark your calendars. If you're new to the How to Afford Everything series, please go back and listen to the first two episodes so you can get all caught up. If you've been following along, then you already know that we've covered some crucial topics in the previous episodes, such as budgeting, setting financial goals, and eliminating bad spending habits. We also talked about how to tackle your debt. In this episode, we'll actually be diving into our pool filled with gold coins, if you know, you know, talking about how to save for a rainy day. Today, let's learn how to make our money work for us. Having savings gives you freedom of choice, and it keeps you from relying on debt when something unexpected comes up. And on top of that, it can elevate you to the status of having some FU money. Now, when I was growing up, FU money meant being rich. Being rich is relative. So for me, FU money means I have a few months of money in the bank. I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. And for me, that is what makes me feel rich. So let's break down the three types of savings that I want to talk to you about. So there is specific item savings. So this is when you have a specific item or thing you are saving for. There's the oh shoot fund. So this is that cushion that you build into your regular bank account that keep you in the black. And there's an emergency fund. So getting into it a little bit more deeply, that oh shoot fund or the cushion is the tiny amount that you sneak into your bank account by overestimating your expenses, underestimating your income, and that's what keeps your account in the black. This is the money that saves you when your bill is usually 45, but for some reason came in at $60 one month, or you have a car repair or some other unexpected expense comes up. It gives you just enough wiggle room to buy you a couple of days to transfer money from your savings account or solve the problem without getting overdraft or other fees from your bank. The emergency fund is three to six months of your living expenses. And then the specific item is when you're setting money aside for a specific purpose, whether it's something big like a new car, something medium like a trip, or even something small like a new sweater or a pair of shoes. What matters most about saving is that you have to find the amount of money, no matter how small, that you can consistently put away without missing it. Let me tell you why. This is the best way to start. Let's say you decided you wanted to put aside $100 out of every paycheck, but in between the paychecks, you find yourself pulling $40 here, $20 there, maybe even another $30 because something came up. When psychologically in your brain, especially since the thing that we're working on through this process is your habits, it's way better to have the consistent success, the consistent small win of putting away $10 because over some time, you'll see that your balance in that savings account is growing and you'll feel really good about what you're doing. You might even say, well, that $10 wasn't so hard. Maybe I can do 15 or maybe I can do 20 without noticing it too much. That's one of my favorite cheat codes. The other strategy that I also love is paying yourself. You probably heard people in your life say, make sure you pay yourself first. But what does that even mean? Here's a way to make that real. So let's say one of your goals is to move into a new apartment or get a better car. Maybe about four or six months before you do that, you start paying yourself the difference between your current bill and the next one. 
let me make this tangible example for you. Let's say your rent right now is $800 because you have a roommate, but you want to move to a place where you don't have to have a roommate. So it's going to go up to 940. That means that four to six months before you make that change, you need to be putting that $140 difference into your savings account at the same time that you pay today's rent. This does two things for your budget. It one, pressure tests your budget. It lets you know four to six months before you actually make the change, can you truly, really, for real, for real, actually afford $940 in rent? And it also gives you a little extra cushion in that savings account because as you know, unexpected things are going to come up. And if you're talking about this apartment example where you're changing where you live, you might realize that you have to get new bathroom rugs because they belong to your roommate. Now you don't have a roommate. Or when you change your car, you might have to buy new phone chargers or seat protectors. And so this is one of my favorite tricks to saving when I'm thinking about changing something in my life. Let's talk about where to park all the money you're going to save. If you're deciding about where to put your savings, you have to think about a few things. One, you want to ask yourself, how quickly might you have to use the money? So if you're saving money for a specific purpose, you probably set a goal about when you're thinking of buying that thing. And so you know when you'll need to be able to pull that money out to purchase the thing. You also want to decide how you want to be able to get to the money. Do you want to be able to go to a physical bank? Are you okay with making an electronic transfer from an online only bank? And you might want to know, do you need to see things separately? I know for me, I have to keep my money in separate buckets or accounts because if I see that the account that I spend money from has money in it, I'm going to spend it. But if I put the money in a specific trip account and I haven't paid for the trip yet, then I won't spend that money. And so it's really helpful for me to keep things separate. Now, you can do this with paper money, which using an envelope system, which is all the rage on social media right now. There's even some girl making millions of dollars selling y'all envelopes. Or you can use a digital version because there are several online banks that allow you to create these sub accounts or buckets so that you can see the different dollar amount based on what you're putting away and its purpose. If the money you're putting away isn't needed for a while, maybe you're saving for a big thing. So maybe as little as six months or as many as 60 months, that's the same as five years, a certificate of deposit or CD might be a good fit. But there are also high yield savings accounts that are usually available through an online or virtual first bank. For example, markets by Goldman Sachs, Ally and Capital One that are a good flexible option, but also still have really nice interest rate. If you're not all that worried about earning a lot of interest on the money you're putting away, but you're more concerned about having easy access to the money you're putting away, opening a savings account at the same bank where you have your checking account might be a perfectly good option for you because you want to be able to see and touch your money when you feel like it. You might be asking, well, sis, where exactly am I going to get this money to save? Well, if you remember in episode one, I told you to figure out how much it costs you to live your life. So if you know how much you are spending in your day-to-day and month-to-month now, you might find opportunities to reduce those expenses. Here are some examples. You could use coupons, discounts, and affiliations to reduce the cost of things you have to buy or like to buy. So for instance, if you are a student, you should not be leaving a store without asking, do you have a student discount? This can look a lot of ways. You don't have to go extreme couponer mode. But you can plan your meals by checking the weekly ad at your favorite grocery store 
or going to the restaurant you like on the day they have a special or a discount. You also can search for coupon codes before you make any final purchases. Use a cashback app. Popular ones are Ibotta, Rakuten, or GetUpside. And there are dozens of others that exist. Now, do yourself a favor and reduce temptation from email marketing. When you place orders or sign up for a store rewards program, have a completely different email address you use for that purpose so you aren't bombarded every day with amazing opportunities to spend your money on things you probably didn't need in the first place at 50% off. Do yourself a favor and set up a separate account and it could be as simple as Darla's Rewards at favorite email service, but make sure it's a free email service. When you're ready to shop, Again, what you do is you log into that account and do a quick little search to see what retailer sent you a deal. And I bet it was in the last 24 or 48 hours. So you'll be able to get your coupon code from that email address with once you're actually ready to shop and you know what you're buying. I just had a really fun Facebook conversation about this one. So I'm going to say this one in English and Spanish. There's food at home. I comida en la casa. If you don't need it, don't buy it. No compras chingaderas. Check your subscriptions and memberships because those are easy ways to reduce what you're spending. But look, the best way to really get out there is to both reduce your expenses and increase your income. We'll talk about that in the next episode, Careers, Minding the Business That Pays You. Now, again, my book has worksheets that will help you with savings too. We'll talk about your dream savings plan and give you a savings challenge in case you haven't had the practice of saving money before. This will guide you through easy ways to do it. There's one more topic that I do want to cover briefly, and that's taxes. Ah, taxes. Now, this is the grand stage where the government plays a starring role in your financial performance. Now, don't worry. In my book, I unravel some of the mysteries of taxes and make sure that you can be tax savvy in no time. But for now, in this episode, I want to stress the fact that you don't have to have to hate taxes and you don't have to fear the April 15th tax deadline every year. We're going to flip the script on taxes so that you can understand how to plan for them and how to understand that they really benefit everybody. I do have to tell you that I have a big bias here. I think I mentioned in an earlier episode that I work in public health. I like that we have safety social nets. I like that when roads are smooth and schools are well-funded and teachers are paid. I also believe that you should be giving a fair share and getting full advantage of any deductions and credits you might be eligible for. So there's just three things I want you to know about taxes. Read the book for more. So it's important for you to make sure you have your withholding set up in the right way so you don't have a surprise bill in April because there is no greater sadness than thinking, okay, I'll get a little refund. And then you get hit with a bill that might be four figures. It's not fun. Look at my face. You see that I've had this experience before. So make sure that your withholding is the right way. If you have any change in your family size, you had a baby or one of the children or your dependents is no longer in your home. Maybe you moved to a different city or state, or you had a big change in your income. It's important to check with a tax professional to make sure that you have the right amount of money being taken out of your paychecks again so you don't get surprised by a bill at the end of the year. If you're self-employed or you do your work on a contract basis, meaning that you receive a 1099 or a W-2, you'll want to also make sure that you're setting enough payment aside for your tax bill. 
And it's a good idea to plan for quarterly tax payments and track your write-offable experiences. Yes, I said write-offable because I don't know the technical term, but it's okay. Hopefully you're following along really well all year. It's a tough cookie to bite if you get to December, January, and you're like, what did I spend money on? So do it in real time because it'll make your life easier because there are lots of ways to reduce your tax liability when you have good records. So let's talk about how to reduce your tax liability. Now, why am I using the term tax liability? Tax liability is the amount of taxes you are responsible for paying, but there are ways to reduce that. So if you have a mortgage, so purchasing a home instead of renting a home or apartment can help you. You can also write off things that you are contributing to a tax advantage retirement account. So if your job offers a 401k or a 403b, it might be a good idea to send some money to those accounts because those dollars go pre-tax, which means it looks like your income went down this year. So if you were balling like some of my friends, I'm my best friend, and you're putting the annual maximum in your 401k, which for this year happens to be $23,500, you're basically telling Uncle Sam, hey, I made $23,500 less this year, so you can't tax me on that. And instead, that's future darless problem. But talk to a tax professional about what's the best way to do that. Another thing that you can do that can help reduce your tax liability is to make donations to charitable organizations. And this can be not only in money and goods, but sometimes the time that you volunteer with organizations can help you get a tax deduction. And look, there are a lot of taxes in our world. There's income taxes, payroll taxes, property tax, sales tax, and they all support different parts of our society. So pay attention to your property taxes each year and make sure you're paying attention and voting in local elections if you're concerned about what your property tax bills are. Again, I just wanted to tell you those three things. Read the book for more about taxes. Thank you for listening to episode three of the How to Afford Everything series from Finances. I really hope you're feeling motivated and hungry for more. Stay tuned for the next episode, Careers, Minding the Business That Pays You. You'll find more information about the book at www.darlabishop.com. Yes, I can't believe I just said the www, but it's okay. Find the website. And don't forget to use discount code Halloween to get a discount on your pre-order. For now, I'll leave you with these thoughts. Building your financial cushion is the ultimate act of self-care. Good luck. Good luck.